Hey everybody, this is Dan Trottencheck, and uh, we're glad you're going to be able to join us today for the next installment of the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, We're going a little bit different direction today. We're actually uh, uh, going with a homegrown guest. Uh, We're going to talk to our own Dave Gowan, uh, who's going to share some interesting facts with us about NRHA's cost of doing business study. Now, before you start uh, fast forwarding or looking for another podcast, this is going to be a little bit more interesting than just talking about numbers. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how those specific numbers can impact your business in a very meaningful way. So hang tight and I hope you enjoy today's podcast with our own Dave Gowan. This episode of Taking Care of Business with Dan Trottenjack is being brought to you by one of our fantastic sponsors, Member Insurance. Are you seeking an insurance agent who truly understands the unique risks of your business? You can let the 47-year history and industry experience of member insurance go to work for you. Did you know that member insurance is member-owned? They offer annual dividends. Member insurance provides superior claim service 24-7 and offers 24-hour roadside assistance. And member insurance even provides free risk management and free HR consultations. And this is brand new from them. They just announced that member insurance is offering a three-year business owner's policy with locked-in rates. So if you're a hardware store, home improvement store, you're definitely going to want to check out the services they have to offer. And to learn more about member insurance, please visit www.memberinsurance.com. Hey there, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us today for the next installment of uh, our Taking Care of Business broadcast. Um, uh, As I said earlier, we are here with our first homegrown guest, if you will. We're coming to you from the NRHA Worldwide Headquarters here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we have got uh, Dave Gowan, our Vice President of Finance and Administration. Um, Don't be wowed by the title, but Dave, welcome to the uh, Taking Care of Business podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Dan. I'm glad I can make it around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, I know we're about eight steps from your office, so I'm sure being an accountant, you'll probably put in an expense report for the travel for this. But uh, uh, wait a minute, I I let the cat out of the bag. Yes, we are having having a podcast with an accountant, and we actually expect you to listen to it. But uh, all kidding aside, we hope... uh, I'm sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to offend you by any of that. But uh, but, uh, we, we do have some interesting topics to talk about, because this is, after all, the taking care of business podcast and what would business be without the the numbers that drive that business and uh, it's actually a very serious topic because um, when you uh, when you look at the difference between a average business and a successful business you can really find the clues in the numbers uh, of what uh, what's going on at those businesses that's making those differences and, and I also wanted to point out, before we get too far into discussing our, our topic much further, that um, it, it really is interesting to have Dave as, as, as our guest today because Dave has been with NRHA for about seven years um, in our running our finances. Um, but before that, Dave himself was a small business owner for many years. In fact, you were quite you were you were the hamburger prince of Indianapolis. Why don't you Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, about what you did before you came to NRHA and how it's so similar to to, to the uh, to business owners we work with? 
Well, I was more like the Hamburger King of any. Oh, I'm stuff. sorry. I apologize. Uh, no, but we were a, um, a Wendy's franchisee in Indianapolis. We had 17 stores on the uh, west and south side of Indy, and um, we did that for 20 years from 1990 to 2010. And, um, you know, so... I've, I've been there, I've laid in bed at night wondering how we were going to make payroll, uh, wondering why our you know food cost was uh, 2% higher. And so um, after, after we sold the business, um, you know, I took a year or so off. And then when I started looking around again to, to um, you know, to do something, I ran into um, our auditor was the same auditor that that uh, NRHA used, and so I interviewed with them, and then I met with Bill Lee, and um, you know I was surprised about how similar the the industry really is. Sure. I mean, when you look at the um, average, the obviously the average ticket is is different, and how you get there, customer count wise, but um, average sales is the same. The the profit before taxes is basically the same. How you get there is a little different. I mean, our food cost and labor cost was a little different, but basically the top and the bottom line were somewhat the same in the you know in the typical stores. And so it was kind of a, a good match for me and good good match for the association. So that's how I kind of came to be here. Yeah. So you, uh, I mean, as I said, have a very unique understanding of of not only from your background as an accountant and working in finance, but but from really living it on a day-to-day basis, running a small business. And, and, and so you truly understand how those numbers can make a difference right. in, in, in being profitable and being successful right. or, or go in the other direction, yeah. Right. Um, one of the things that falls under your area of responsibility here at NRHA is gathering information and crunching the numbers on our cost of doing business study. Um, why don't you take a second and we throw around and, and you'll hear if, if, if the number one product we produce at NRHA is probably acronyms. And um, so you'll hear a lot of them get thrown around from from uh, NRHA itself to RLI to the next one, which is our cost of doing business study, or as we lovingly refer to it as CODB. Um, but w- would you tell us a little bit about what the cost of doing business study is, um, how long we've been doing it, and and why it's relevant kind of to our conversation here today? Well, you put me on the spot because I know that we had our 100th anniversary a couple of years ago. So I believe <clears throat> this is the 102nd year of the CODB. Um, I think you were here in the beginning. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but no, it's a, it's a collection of, we have about 1,000 stores that participate in it every year. And it is a collection of uh, financial data from the balance sheet and the income statement. And we take the data from the stores and normalize it. And then we show it as, you know, a tip, what a typical store does and what a high profit store is. And the way that we define the high profit stores is the top 25% of profit before taxes. And so uh, it is a collection of the data. And then, you know, we, um, people can use it as you know, just kind of show, kind of see where their store might fall, um, you know, versus a typical hardware store or home center or lumber yard. So I know that when we had our Wendy's, you know, we didn't have anything like this. And, and you know, I mean, you've heard me say, um, you know, one of the things I would always say is I'd kill for a report like this. I'd give right. my firstborn 
Um, now I have four kids, so that's not really a big sacrifice. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, we didn't have anything like this to compare where we stood versus other stores. And so this is a, you know, great, great benchmark to show where your store could com- compares to others. So Yeah, when, I, when I've talked about it, what I, what I usually tell people is, you know, uh, these are the vital statistics of your business, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say it's like um, it's like going to a doctor and it's great if you go into the doctor and the doctor tells you without any context says, oh, your blood pressure is 240 over 190. Well, unless right. you know what the average blood pressure is, that doesn't really mean anything to you. And, and, and the cost of doing business study really helps you understand, you know, when you're talking about things like uh, gross margin or sales per square foot or inventory turns or all those kind of numbers, right. it lets you know, here's what the average number is. So then you could take a look at what your store is producing and figure out, am I in that average range? And, and the other part of it is that, that high profit range, looking at the stores that are doing the best and, and really understanding if I'm here and the best guys are doing this, what do I need to do to get to point from point A to point B? Right. Yeah. And um, and, and it's a real world look is kind of the best part of it. So so um, uh, it, it, tell us a little bit about what it covers, because it's not just a number for like hardware stores. It, it covers a variety of different uh, kind of a variety of different operations. So we have so we break it down in three sections. And actually, this year we added a fourth section. So so we break it down between hardware stores and then we have a, a segment on home centers and then a segment on lumber yards. And then this year we've added uh, paint and decorating. And so, um, you know, as at the the hardware stores is obviously the biggest portion of the study, but we do get, we do get, um, you know, significant data for the other uh, other four. And then, you know, it looks at things like, um, you know, average ticket, it looks at customer count, uh, as you said, gross margin, payroll, um, and so, you know, and then we have all sorts of ratios in here and, you know, so people can use it to see, say, for instance, uh, hardware stores, hardware stores, payroll 21.7. So if you, if you submit your data and you're at 23, one of the things that you would look at is, you know, why, why am I there? What's, what's causing that? And then we have, we have some tools online. Uh, to help you break that down, are you you know is your average wage higher? Is your sales per employee uh, not high enough? Do yeah. you have too many employees? And so you know it's a great tool to look in several different places where you can you know help dissect that. If you were you know kind of put your hat on when you were running your business, if you had gotten this kind of report, what are what are some of the numbers that you think you'd key in on some of those KPIs? That, that would make a difference and that you see the guys that use our study, um, what are some of the key numbers? I mean, I know transaction size is always one that, uh, that seems to come up. Um, are, are there other ones that you see? Uh, are, yeah, well, transaction size is a big one just because it's so consistent from year to year. You see that, you know, you see 50, 50 cent growth, you see a dollar growth. Right. And so if I'm a hardware store, I would want to definitely see where do I fall in that pattern because you know, am I consistent? You know, that, that last year it was $22. I believe the year before it was $22. And so um, the high profit stores are 23. So there's not a lot of variance between that. So if I'm at 19, I would want to start looking at, right. okay, why? Um, 
you know, other things that that w- I would look at uh, specifically besides just the, on the income statement, some of the some of the ratios that we do. Um, you know, I look at ratio. I'm not a big ratio fan, so I would say that um, some of your ratios are just a result of what you've done. Right. But I would certainly look at you know inventory per square foot, right? Um, because that that would indicate do I have you know too little, too much. Um, one of the things I would also look at is sales per employee, which I brought up earlier. Yeah, because, that's a big one now because as wages are going up, right. getting productivity out of employees is is, is key. Yeah, right. And so um, you know, and so I would I would certainly look at that one, my number of employees, because I would want to know you know typical typical store has eleven employees. I you know I would want to know. If I'm doing three million dollars, yeah, I would probably have more employees. But if I'm doing the average, which is about 1.9, do I do I have the average number of employees of 11, or do I have 13? Do I have 14? You know, so so am I losing money by by that? So those are the type of things that I would certainly look at. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge ratio guy because I think some of it is just the result of yeah. where your financials are at. But I would certainly you know, I would want to know. In fact, I just had a call from a retailer yesterday that that uh, he wanted to know that he was a lumber store, and he had seven or eight stores. And he had asked me, "Can you tell me the range of of you have a median of four point seven, I believe, percent? Can you tell me the ranges that were inside of that, right, uh, okay. or what the range was?" And so I I you know, called him and, and told him what it was. And he said, well, I want to sit down with my managers and say, these are obtainable, you know, because one of them was at 15%, which you throw, obviously throw out. This is profit before taxes. You'd obviously throw out the 15%. But then it dropped down to 9.6. I think there was three or fours at 9.6. And he wanted to show his managers, look, this is obtainable. So when I say it is obtainable, you know, and then we start looking at how are we going to get there? Do we need to reduce payroll? Do we need to reduce, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is there something that we can do on, you know, insurance? Is it, you know, there's a number of things that you can look at. So, and, and, and you touched on something that's pretty critical here is, is how there are so many different ways that retailers utilize the cost of doing business study and the numbers found in it as a tool. I mean, one is obviously a self-analysis tool of, of where do our numbers fall versus what we're seeing as average and high profit. They use it as a goal setting tool to say, okay, well, what are the few numbers that we can attack to try and um, try and improve our productivity? One of the kind of neat things I know that, that for the retailers who participate in the study, they also get back a worksheet, if you will, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, but that allows them to kind of go through what if scenarios uh, with their business and easily see what kind of impact those scenarios would have on their operation. What does a retailer kind of get when they participate in this? um, And and how does a retailer participate in the cost of doing business study? So, so the way, so they back, back in at the back end here, they, they can participate one of five ways. They can fill out the survey that they've probably received in the mail. Um, they can go online to nrha.org forward slash CODB, participate online. They can email me uh, the demographics page with their financials. 
um, they can actually, and uh, even though it's 2019, they can still fax it to us if they would like. <laughs> yes, we still and, have a fax machine. Uh, we, yeah. we still a have a fax machine. machine. Yeah. And uh, so there's multiple ways that they can participate. Uh, at this point, with 10 days left, I would certainly say you would the, the most effective way is to go online on nrha.org and do it there. Um, and then uh, in late August or early September, we will s send them a thumb drive with their results uh, benchmarked against the rest of the study. And um, the, the, it has several tabs on there. The first tab is how we've entered the information because, as you know, you know, an income statement could come through and be four or five pages. Well, we, we limit it down to, I think, there's you know, 20 accounts or something like that. So, so we normalize it. Um, and then, so we show how we've input their financial information. And if they want to move things around, there's a column that they can readjust things in there. Um, and then the, the subsequent tabs are their ratios and then also how they're benchmarked against the study. As you brought up, the kind of the what if scenarios is you can, um, you can change the assumption. So say you want to make a one and a half percent improvement on payroll, you can you can make that change and it will change all the tabs and show what the results would be if they made a one and a half percent. Which is such payroll. a great tool to have yep. when you're trying to look at what can you realistically do if you're targeting your net profit and say, I want to increase our net operating profit. And one thing I realistically think we can do is trim our uh, uh, payroll expense by one and a half percent. Right. Then you just look at that and you can immediately see what that impact on your on your net operating profit would be. And, and just to just to make sure um, we clearly illustrate this, the cost of doing business study includes the aggregated information on an income statement, on a balance sheet. And also in a variety of, as you have you pointed out, different kind of financial ratios. So there's Correct. there's a bunch of points of comparison, and it also breaks it down by store volume. So you could look at particular volumes of hardware stores, and and then by the different store types. Hey everybody, before we go on to the next segment of our podcast, I just wanted to make sure everybody listening knows that if you're an independent home improvement retailer in the United States or Canada, you're already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association. And so that means if you're a hardware store, home center, or lumber yard, and you're independently owned, you're already a member of NRHA. And the NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways, from Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series, to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become better and more profitable business owners. So we encourage you to make sure you take advantage of the services that are available to you that can help you better compete. To learn more about what NRHA does for you, make sure you visit us at www.nrha.org. Another way, and, and, and maybe you can expand on this a little bit as well, that we hear quite often um, retailers utilizing this is when they have to, when they're looking at growing their business or they're sitting down with a bank to talk right. about um, getting a loan or trying to get some kind of financing to improve their business. So they can really sit down and say, here's this worksheet that shows what the national averages are and here's how we're performing, Mr. Banker, so you can kind of see that we're a healthy financial entity. Right. When you So, you know, one of the things that we used to say when we were building Wendy's, and, and I think we probably built 
12 or 13 from the ground up is that every time you go to borrow money, you're educating the guy that you're right. sitting across from. And, you know, because they're loaning money to car dealerships, restaurants, hardware stores, and so they don't, they don't understand your business. You understand your business. And so having, having something like this that has a long history uh, as it does, it's, it's nice to be able to walk into the bank and say, you know, here's my financial statements, but then here's, here's a benchmark study with a thousand stores, which is a nice representation of the industry. And, you know, I want to borrow money and here are the results of a thousand stores. So I'm in, I'm in that category. I'm either, you know, better or, or at least average. Right. So that, so the bank knows is what they're getting into as well. Um, Something else you had touched on a little bit earlier and I wanted to go back to is, is that the cost of doing business study is kind of the, the, the well, it's, it's more than just the tip of the iceberg. But as far as offering that NRHA has is, is we also, not in addition to the cost of doing business study, we also have other materials available to retailers to help them then take those numbers and impact things like transaction size. And we actually even have a complete module on um, basic retail finance, which kind of will walk newer managers through what all these numbers on these papers right. mean. So, right. so, so maybe tell us a little bit about kind of what's available there and how retailers can use that. Well, as, as you said, the, the basic retail accounting is something that we came up with a year or two ago. Um, actually, some of the owners, well, the board of directors that are all made up of retail owners, it was kind of their idea mm-hmm. of, hey, we need a better, we, we need something better for our managers and even for ourselves to help understand. And so um, we developed the basic retail accounting module and we've had a uh, a lot of great success with that. We've had a lot of great feedback from that where, um, you know, they've, they've learned more on that than a college level course. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, you can go online in our trainer's toolbox and we have an, a number of um, items in there for payroll, how to address payroll. I think we have three topics and it's, it's payroll, um, uh, maybe Gimroy and um, transaction. average transaction size. Yeah. And so, and so those are some of the biggies that, you know, can really impact your business. So. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, again, the purpose of why we're, we're talking today isn't to necessarily promote an NRHA product because the, the, the best part of the, the cost of doing business study from the retailer standpoint is it is absolutely free to participate in it. Right. And just by participating in it, you get access to the things we talked about earlier, the cost of doing business study that's personalized to your business and so on. Um, the the uh, reason behind the podcast is, is, is really to talk about um, getting your hands on these numbers and then really starting to take that closer look at your business so you're not just guessing and and, and as you said when you were running your uh, when you're running your Wendy's you, you didn't have a tool like this to refer to so I'd imagine there was a lot of guesswork of well I mean at least you had enough stores to compare yourself to but if you're a guy trying to run one or two stores you're really you really are out on an island without this kind of reference I mean we were you know with with the number of stores that we had we were in the top 10 percent of uh, Wendy's franchisees in terms of number of stores, but still we were guessing at, you know, you would hear different things of, you know, whether it be speed of service, cost of goods sold, you know, payroll, what it didn't matter what it was. It was, you would hear these numbers, but you were never sure how people were getting there or how you compared. And Wendy's, 
Wendy's would attempt to put some of this information together, but then it was up to us uh, to put our information, you know, benchmark it against theirs, and you weren't quite sure how did they get there? What right. What's in general administrative yeah. expenses, and so how can I impact that? And, you know, um, you know, I mean, you've heard me say this. I've said this when I've spoken to industry is that, you know, people make money in spite of themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, certainly in this industry and in the, in the restaurant industry, that's really true. And, um, you know, so having something like this is, you know, is really a godsend that you can at least have something to measure against that to, you know, show how well you're doing. Um, it always amazes me that, um, you know, there's a, I heard this the other day, and is a, uh, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, <laughs> and uh, it's the, the, the less intelligent you are, the more intelligent you think you are. <laughs> and, well, you look directly at me yeah, when you said that. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the opposite is also true, that the more intelligent you are, the more that you question yourself. Sure. And, you know, and so I, I, it's interesting that the number of um, companies that have multiple stores that obviously know what they're doing and they have been around for generations still participate in the study right. because they still want to benchmark, uh, you know, where they're at. And so um, that, I always find that interesting because they're always questioning themselves and how can yeah. we get better? And right. so this, this certainly helps them do that. Well, and it's not unlike um, unlike an athlete who's a, an elite athlete is never sitting there saying that, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm the best there is. I can't get any better. So right. so uh, that's definitely the case is, is that we see a lot of the stores that engage with the cost of doing business study and use it really as a, as a roadmap to improve are often the stores that you would count amongst the high performers and, and elite within this industry. And it's also important to point out that um, you know, participating in the report obviously benefits yourself as a store owner. It benefits you, but it also benefits the industry because because the numbers that appear in this report, quite frankly, are also used by a lot of the distributors and and when and their sales teams. So when they're going out to help um, uh, to help retailers start businesses or expand their operations, they're using this data. And the more people who participate in it, the richer the data becomes, right. and so the more accurate it becomes. So so. So they're really, as far as I can see, now this is where it kind of sounds like we're doing a late night infomercial, is, Dave, I don't see a downside to participating <laughs> in this, but I, but I truly don't see a downside because you have access to this information. Even if you just take a look at it and stick it in a drawer, you're more informed after getting it. And, and I want to ask you something um, that kind of comes up, I know sometimes is a concern for retailers is, you know, I, I feel a little weird about sending my financial information into another organization. But my experience with the CODB, as long as I've been here, is it, it's a very... Um, it's a very uh, confidential process, and and no data is 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 shared at that store level or anything like that. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about right. the security, so, I guess, behind that. So it is it's it is completely confidential. There are two people that do see the reports. Um, that is our summer intern that that compiles the data, and then myself. Um, and so when the data comes in, whether no matter how it comes in, it either comes to myself or to our intern. 
and then it is keyed in by her and then but i am aware of all the data that comes in i see i put my hands on every single one of them and then once it is entered we do store it for a couple years under lock and key um and but that's it if somebody asks me um because i i hear it from the wholesalers all the time is so and so participating I won't tell them. Right. Um, sure, so yeah. we don't. We just don't share that information. Yeah. So uh, nobody knows the companies that are participating except the intern and myself. Yeah. Um, this it's very confidential. And and you know, in the hundred and two years of it, I've never heard of any information ever getting out. Right. So yeah. and, uh, and and th- and that's really important to note. Um, so uh, we've already talked about how how retailers can participate in it. And we'll make sure that in the text for the podcast that we have um, a link to how ret- retailers can participate in it so it'll be easy for them. And and this is something that we use throughout the course of the year for presentations that NRHA does, for articles that appear in Hardware Retailing Magazine. And, and it really kind of is the benchmark study for the year. And it also helps us understand the trends that we're seeing in retail. I mean, like, we, you know, you always do a very good job in kind of some of your analysis pointing out that we've seen record highs for things like... Um, we, we've seen record highs for things like transaction size or employee productivity numbers in recent years. And, and so it's good to see just wh- how are how are retailers getting to their profitability numbers. Right. Um, and, and so that's something we only point out, always point out within the study. Right. So, you know, um, you being the writer, always write the executive summaries, but you know, I always do the research and I kind of look at the history and, and, you know, it's always intriguing to see, you know, what's up, what's down, where are we going? And, and uh, you know, and so I pointed out to see, you know, kind of where we're going and then you, uh, you know, being the savant that you are. <laughs> Thank you for uh, leaving idiot out of that. For the, <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, explain it all better than I can. So, um, so yes. And, and and another point to uh, important point to make is another benefit of participating in the study is that that's the only way you can get the study for free right if you don't participate in the study it, it, it it's it's expensive it's it's like it's 490 it's 499 yeah so yeah, 499 yeah right so I mean and 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 we do have every year we have people that, oh, yeah. that pay sure. that because they see that value in it and it's a great way to save five hundred dollars by just participating in it and, and and helping the industry yeah I mean as you said I I don't know why you wouldn't participate in it. Um, it, it it's if you if you want to buy it outside of that yes it is 499 but it is free to participate you get your personal results benchmarked against the study um, we do have a number of manufacturers buy the study because they want to know where sure, where understand. things are going and yeah. so which is understandable um, so yes it's it's some, something that you would definitely want to do as a retailer and I, and I think it's also important to point out is that is that one of the reasons NRHA um, offers this as a service is because we are kind of the Switzerland of the industry as our mission statement uh, points out that we want to help and represent all hardware retailers regardless of their wholesale affiliation. And, and, and that just kind of underscores the fact that this study has ACE retailers, True Value retailers, uh, Oracle customers, uh, 
Blish Mai's customers, everybody that participated United. in this, yeah. United customers, every I mean, everybody. you name it, they're, yeah. they're, they're participating in this. So it's truly a global look at at, at the industry and, and, and performance. Um, Dave, I, I thank you so much for, for walking this whole distance of eight steps from your office right. to, to participate in our discussion today. And um, and and while again it was it was certainly focused on numbers, these are really important things that the those details of retail that, that make the difference between a successful operation and an operation that's just middling along. So so thank you so much. We'll list your contact information as well um, in the intro to the podcast if anybody wants to reach out to Dave and find out more about the cost of doing business study or find out what he does for the other 32 hours a week that he's here. You can also do that. Um, uh, appreciate you stopping by. Well, I appreciate you having me. I, I look at the I look at your podcast and I think, man, Jim Rubbish, Gary Pittsford, John Hartman, and then you quickly fall into the B team. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, not not at all, Dave. So thanks not for having all. me. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. I look forward to uh, talking to all of you in our next podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sacrete. Are you looking to add quality concrete, mortar, and stucco mixes, as well as repair and specialty items to your product lineup? Sacrete provides the tools you need to run a better business, whether that's through exceptional customer support, sales and marketing tools, varied product assortments, or just finding reliable products. Sacrete offers knowledgeable retail experts that understand the needs of your store. To learn more, visit www.sacrete.com slash hardware retailing.